Hey, we are here with Whitney Cummins. <laughs> Michelle's going to be here any minute. I was just telling her about... Um, uh, Painted Babies. Painted Babies, which is the mother of all of the documentaries Amazing. for pageant kids. And this was taped. They uh, BBC uh, recorded Painted Babies in 1995, and Jean Benet happened in 96. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't have gotten this kind of footage after Jean Benet. Hmm. They got it before. And Michelle Visage and I, who's not here right now, she's late. Um, she's at church. She's at church. Uh, <laughs> It's Sunday, guys. We would do this this inside joke. We would quote that documentary all the time. The people, the listeners on our radio show had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> the people watching our VH1 talk show all those years ago had no idea what we were talking about. But they got, they understood whatever we were saying was fun and that it was fun for us between that's all us. That and that's all that matters. That is all that matters. That's all that matters. So, I listen you know. to you guys talking about cars and doing the ads and yes. recording the ads, and I don't care what you're saying. Yeah. It's just like, it's infectious. It's infectious, mm -hmm. and that's and there's part of it. And you were saying that during your sets, you uh, don't like uh, uh, to know that your sets, your comedy sets, are being recorded mm -hmm. because it will make you inhibited. Yes. it's I Because, you know, it's I, I always want to record my sets to see how I'm doing, because I've got bomb ears. I'm so dysmorphic yes. about what's fine and what's not. Right. I always think that I ate a huge dick yes. and then I listen back and I'm like, oh, people totally laughed at that. Yeah, it's yeah, some yeah. kind of misophonia dysmorphia thing. Yes. You know, I have the body dysmorphia, but also the audio dysmorphia. Yes. And you listen back and you're like, oh, that went better than I thought. And with recording my sets, which I don't do a ton video, mm -hmm. don't really have to, mm -hmm. but I know, when I record, I always do worse because I'm thinking about it. Well, you know, you just hit on something really interesting because it's this, this, these elements of consciousness that we all have mm -hmm. that uh, keep us from being our full being fully ourselves. Yes. And what I wonder what that is. And it, it I guess it would just be narrowed down to uh wanting to control how people see us. Yep. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. How do you, how does one get rid of the need to control how other people see us? Which is ironic because they see you the best when you're free yes. and uninhibited yes. and authentic and not thinking about what they think right. is the irony is the more you think about what someone thinks about you, the less highly they're going to think about yeah. you, yeah. which is so ironic. So it becomes so self-defeating when you try to control everybody because they feel it, Yes, you know, they feel everything. And, and it fascinates me that 70% um, of communication is body language and energy. Yeah. It's not yeah. what you're saying. It's Absolutely. how you're saying it and how you're making people feel. When do you feel the, the least self-conscious? Uh, when you're with other people, I mean, oh is it with your family or, you know, friends with a trick? Uh, <laughs> with um, this is maybe you guys know this about me. Maybe you don't. I do equine therapy with horses. Oh, yes. And I take abused horses and we make them wild again. And horses are an incredible mirror to your energy. All animals really are. Yeah. And that is the time I feel because horses, they don't care what you do. No animal does. They don't yeah. care what you do for a living. Right. They don't care how much money you have. And I think that we're at this time where we're always having to perform. Yeah. And, you know, I feel that I'm in insecure and I want to say the right thing and I want to be funny. And the, the more successful I get as a comedian, actually, the more pressure I feel to deliver mm -hmm. when I meet somebody and, and, you know, is my eyeshadow running and do mm -hmm. I look like an idiot? And, you mm -hmm. know, um, and so animals is when I feel yeah. because I know they're not judging me. I yeah. know they're not going to ask me what I'm working on. Yeah. I know they don't care <laughs> if I'm funny. They're just, you're always bombing with animals. Yeah. And so that's when I'm able to really be in my skin and present 
and, you know, not needy or desperate or unctuous. Well, you know, it's interesting. When I first started my career, you know, I would be self-conscious on stage. And as time went on, uh, you know, somewhere after the Korean War, I started <laughs> feeling very, um, very comfortable yeah. where uh, I don't give a fuck. I don't yep. give a fuck. Because I know if I'm being tr truly my Full yep. self and just yep. like, hey, yep. I, the audience is going to have fun. Yes, because I think if you're everything, our feelings are contagious. And I think that we don't realize we're not pulling it off when we're trying to uh -huh. control other people. But our feelings are contagious. And the more worried you are about your performance, the audience feels a sense of worry. The audience doesn't yes. feel like you're in control. Yes. And then they're watching like, you know, when you watch an ice skater and you're like, are they going to fall? Yeah. Are they going to fall? Yeah. You know? I, yeah. But I feel that way during American Ninja Warrior. Mm -hmm. I can only watch like 20 seconds of that show and then I, get, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I gotta change it's the channel. It's too stressful. It's too stressful. But if we're worried, they feel that worry and you know they don't feel safe with you and you're yes. giving them permission to decide. You're giving them the power. And when we give them the power, they're gonna use it. Yeah. They're gonna go, I don't know if I like you or not. Whereas it's like, That's I don't know, right. I'm not here for your approval. I've right. got it. I've got my own approval. So That's you just right. you just strap, you put your seatbelt on and let's go. Isn't that funny? Wild. Isn't that an interesting animals? It's you mm -hmm. you get that sense when if you feel nervous around an animal, they definitely respond. That's in that right. Way, That's right. Know? Well, so many people, you know, I deal with, you know, I rescue pit bulls and stuff. All of you know this if you've seen my Instagram. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand when you're afraid of something, yeah. that fear is contagious, and then they are more likely to be afraid and attack and all that. So yeah. that our energy creates this sort of Chinese finger trap. The exact yeah. thing we're trying to avoid. We have yeah. it manifesting. Yes. You know, which is wild. And you know, it's something that I think Chris Rock said uh, once, I don't know where, but he said, if you're nervous or anxious, just slow down, mm -hmm. you know, because your instinct as a comedian is to be like, oh, God, this isn't going mm -hmm. well. And, I'm, and mm -hmm. then they go, oh, that's desperate energy. Yeah. You're not in control of yourself. So yeah. sometimes the best way to get them back yeah. uh, and to get a laugh is to not try to make anyone right. laugh. But right. it is a skill because, you know, we are, it is our job to make people like us mm -hmm. and to make people laugh and to care what people think. But as soon as you get off stage, you have to turn that shit off right away. Mm -hmm. it's well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, I, I came to the conclusion that if I just treated every stage as if it was mama's living room. Yep. Because Mama loved everything I did. Yep. It was all awful. Aww. But she loved everything I did. And uh, I could do no wrong. Well, so whenever I walk on stage, I think, okay, Mama's living mom's, room. And um, it's done. What a gift. Yeah. I think there's so, and you probably talked about this a lot, so many similarities between stand-up and drag. Yeah. They are like incestuous yeah. siblings. <laughs> yeah. They are. Because there's also a, you just can't take yourself too seriously in stand-up or people panic. That's right. They don't That's like right. it. Well, also, the, the biggest similarity is that uh, stand-up is about sort of um, putting a spotlight on the absurdity of life mm -hmm. and the illusion yep. of life. And drag is completely about you're born naked and the rest is drag. Yep. Everything is an illusion, so let's laugh yes. about it. Yes. Also, with the pain of, of this life, you know, I talk yeah. about <clears throat> the different, um, uh, different levels and different um, um, sort of... Uh, levels of awareness of this life. Mm -hmm. And if you are a sweet, sensitive soul, the first uh, thing you realize at about 12, 11, is that uh, it's all a hoax and you've been yeah, hoaxed. That's right. There's no that's Santa right. Claus. That's right. Uh, you know, tooth everything. Fairy, tooth fairy. All that stuff. Easter bunny. Gender. Gender. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Everything. And then you get angry and mm -hmm. you get angry and rebellious. Yeah. Yes. Then you become cynical and unfortunate and, and sometimes bitter. And mm -hmm. a lot of 
people, sweet, sensitive souls, stay in the bitter, cynical yeah. phase. Yeah. But they miss the reward of this these uh, different levels by going to the next level, which is the the hilarity of yeah. it, and to not take it seriously. No. You get you get you get feel like you're hoaxed. You get cynical and bitter. The next one is the most important, which is the laughter of That's it. That's right. Is to not take any of it too seriously. Well, look who just walked oh, in from church. Shalom. Shalom. <laughs> Shalalalalala. <laughs> With a Tupperware? Where did you just come like from? The fruit will rot in the car if I don't oh, bring it in. Was it a covered dish luncheon after church? You know, it's a bring your own shit. Oh, uh, okay. All right. It's the potluck yeah. happening? Yeah, well, potluck. That was what I was looking for. Uh, the potluck. Yeah, Whitney Cummins is here. I said Cummins. Such a Cummins. Oh, excuse Whitney me. Cummins. I just coming from church. I don't know if you just made it dirtier or less <laughs> dirty. Cummins. I don't know what that was. I feel triggered. So Whitney Cummings and the new Netflix show is called... Can I Touch It? Can I Touch It? Yes. And I guess <laughs> you leave it up to the audience to decide what it is. It, what it is. There's a couple things. It, I, what I realized was my first time uh, in stand-up that I was like, can I talk about this? Can uh -huh. I touch this subject? Is uh -huh. this too sensitive? I was talking about Me Too and sexual harassment and this moment, and I found myself for the first time scared oh. on stage to talk about something. Yes. Really? Is there going to be yes. backlash? Are the comments going to We talk right. about that all, all the time. time. Yeah. We, talk, we had it, talked about yeah. it earlier, and I had this whole bit about you know girls wearing uh, appropriating Native American feathers at music festivals, and I was yeah. doing this bit about it. It and then people will come up to me and say, you know, it's indigenous people. It's not Native American. And oh, I yeah. was like, I just, I really don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to distract from right. the comedy. Yeah. And I, my job is to entertain people, not yeah. accidentally insult people. And I, so I ended up cutting a lot of stuff simply because yeah. I, and we I only intentionally insult people. Not yeah, right. No, if right. I, if I'm going to insult you, You'll know. Exactly. That's right. You will. That's it will right. be exactly. very clear. Yes. I, I will ruin yeah. your perception of yourself. Absolutely. So if this is just a drive-by casualty, just stand yeah. down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on your side. So yeah. I found myself for the first time being scared to talk about certain topics. Yeah. As well you should be. Because yeah. they, the people it's cancel who, culture, the people who are looking for a reason to uh, intentionally mm -hmm. misinterpret yep. information. Yep. Now, hear what I'm saying. The people who are looking to intentionally misinterpret mm -hmm. information are doing so not because of that they're actually offended. They're trying to draw attention to themselves because yeah. we live in an egocentric culture who wants to say, um, uh, "Excuse me, yeah. uh, what about me?" Uh, okay, um, by the way. Can we talk about me for a minute? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that's what that is. If you look psychologically at the human animal and yep. understand what the, where the elements of, of consciousness mm -hmm. are, the ego needs yep. to be um, uh, singled out. Yep. And I, the ego needs to know that I'm different from you. I'm and special. I need to let you I'm know special. I'm special. And I'm different from you. And I need to let you know why. There's mm -hmm. also an anger involved in That's it right. that wasn't there before. It's self-righteousness self is a yes. drug. Yeah. Self-righteous yeah. indignation yeah. is a drug. You yeah. get adrenaline, you get cortisol, it yes. turns into dopamine, and we are all drunk yeah. on self-righteousness. Yeah. That's right. That's and, right. And um, <clears throat> it's wild. The word is, you know, the person who feels like they deserve it. Entitled. Entitled. Entitled, Entitled yep. is a huge thing, but the same thing that you said, but only in regular people terms, is mm -hmm. these people are actually looking to find something. So they'll fine yep. tooth comb everything, everything. I say. That's right. Just to go, oh, look. Yep. Right there That's is where right. he yep. said he doesn't like That's this. Right. right there is when she made fun of X. And there That's used to right. Be, there used to be a day where disagreeing 
was an interesting conversation. Right. And yeah. I still think it is. You still yeah, think it is. Yeah, we do. I was like, I get to talk to someone that I don't agree with. It's called sure. a debate. I'm yeah. going to learn so much. Yeah. My yeah. brain's going to expand. Yeah. And now we are so infantilized, yep. which is any type of discomfort mm-hmm. means someone's got to pay. That's yeah. right. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Someone's going to pay for this. It's a blame yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. I did read something recently, though, because it is also on my ego to mm-hmm. not inflate the feedback mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. make it bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. You know, keep everything True. right side. Mm-hmm. So I read something that uh, was saying that 2% uh, of people make 80% of the tweets. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay. that was like, oh, right. Yes. This isn't everyone. Yes. It yes. feels so big. Yes. And I'm scared and insecure and I live yeah. for approval and my self-esteem hinges on what strangers think of me. And so that was really helpful to me. It's oh, a true. smaller yes. group than we think it is. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Most people are not, out, you know, I, you know, you both tour all over the country. I just did 43 cities and- <sighs> part of how this special evolved is I was going around talking about me too and my experience in Hollywood being harassed and all the stuff and um, that was in the news and I was in I think I was in Nashville performing and I was like so has me too made it to Nashville I'm you know, talking to stuff and I was like you know men that grab your ass at work and this woman yelled out she went take the compliment and move on <laughs> now that's our type of lady and I was like holy shit yeah. And we get it so myopic in our yeah. echo chamber. Yeah. And this one woman afterwards is like, is this about a bunch of rich white bitches getting their asses grabbed at the peninsula? Like, this is not, right. uh-huh. you know, a lot of women were saying like, this is, sex is the only power we have. Right. And now you're going to take that. I, I know right. a lot of women that are waitresses that are like, I, I flirt for tips. Yeah. Right. Vegas yeah. showgirls were like, yeah. if Me Too hits Vegas, I'm out of work. Right. Yeah. I don't, I can't begin to know what it's like to walk in their shoes, but I think it's important that we remember that like one person can't speak for everyone. No, I, I I was going to say, I think there's different levels. Yeah. And yeah. there's also, I think you're right with the 2% of the 80%. I think the problem with that is the amplification. That's right. That's right. That's the problem. That's right. So yeah, it is 2% and it won't affect the majority yeah. And of it the used people. to be, I'd go, okay, you have an opinion. You're you. Mm-hmm. Based on what I know of you, I'm going to take that opinion seriously because I uh-huh. know who you... Now yeah. we just... We don't know who these people are. No. no. They could be racist, Nazi. Yep. <laughs> and we're like, oh, he didn't like my joke. Yeah. Right. It used to... There used to be a, I take your opinion seriously because you've earned sure. a reputation that makes me respect you. Now we're taking feedback from people we don't That's know. That's right. Who, they're not art critics. No. And they're not buying they're tickets not to comedy show either. They're not yeah. even fans. No. 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 <laughs> no. A lot of times when you look at... Uh, a lot of times if I have the interest to actually Sue, see who said that I'll go and look at their profile and yeah. I see oh they have 11 followers yeah. and, and, and they're private no, and they're, it's, for me it's always like proud dad oh. uh-huh. <laughs> someone is like you're an old haggard whore mm. and I'm like who's this motherfucker it's like proud dad with like his kid I'm like okay sure uh-huh. copy that you know I, it's funny I tell all the kids on our television show to before they go out into the world and they're going to become famous overnight yeah. to uh, consider the source mm-hmm. you know um, that's bef- right before you even block someone mute them and also consider who in the world yep. would take the time out of their life to mm-hmm. say something that nasty yep. and usually if
if you did the research, you'd see that they were 11 years old. Yes. Uh-huh. And that Private they, account. They live in some Peoria. town that yep. you've never heard of before. <laughs> and and they're really, they want, the their ego wants to know that they exist. Because they need to on, feel important. They need to feel important and validated. And, and any type of attention will, will temporarily yep. make them feel that way. Yep. And the thing is, um, you know, uh, the ego wants to, the ego is very insecure mm-hmm. and it wants to separate you from everything else. Mm-hmm. And so you have to consider all those things when you put yourself out there. Yep. You know, so we've got Whitney Cummings with us. Cummings. The, the one new- one <laughs> thing really quick I have to say, because yes. my therapist uh, said <clears throat> to me one time, I was talking about all these negative comments I was getting on Instagram and there was this one person who was kind of harassing me and I was reading them <laughs> to her and she, and I'm reading, I'm like, and then they said this, and uh-huh. then they said this. And she just got really quiet and went, sounds like she's in a lot of pain. Yes. And that I carry with me. Anytime I, someone comes at me, I get in a fight with someone, my brain just goes, oh, sounds like they're in a lot of pain. Yes. Oh, I have a comment on that. Yes. You want to save it till we come back? No, let's save it. Oh, but sorry. Let me just say this before we, we go to break. Every time someone talks about their, their therapist and it's a woman, I think, she must have my same therapist. Yes. <laughs> I think she's I, my therapist. I know, you probably have a way fancier one than me. <laughs> what were you going to say? Well, my point to that was a long time ago when I was with the boyfriend that ended up uh-huh. making me go to the bad therapist, yeah. but he's now a PhD in psychology. Give me a great tip. Huh. And I tell my kids that every time you're being picked on, especially for young kids that yep. listen or, or being bullied or whatever the situation is, or somebody's leaving shitty comments, because we can only take so much because we are human too, yeah. but we yeah. could also laugh it off. It was to, re- to block it. And it's a lot easier to do in person was to kind of take back the power, meaning mm-hmm. like if somebody said to me, you're old and you're fat and I'd go, oh my God, you're right. I've totally gained like 50 pounds and, and I'm 50. Uh-huh. It is what it is. And uh-huh. then they go, yeah. Like nah. there's nothing you can you, say You can't go from that. there. Uh-huh. Where exactly. do you go from so there? So you're basically, you doing that is taking back the power. That's if right. you And I tell my kids, if somebody says you this, you that, and you literally go, oh my God, you're so right. <laughs> it's a, you are so it's right. It's such a great way to ne- neutralize. <laughs> totally. It's like when people say to me, like you're getting old. I'm like, I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> What's the option? Yeah, that's yep. just a statistic. Yeah. It'd be weird if I wasn't. And yes. they're like, oh, shit. But I also helps me remember we forgive other people not because they deserve forgiveness, but because we deserve peace. Right. That's right. <laughs> forgiveness yeah. is exactly. selfish. Yes. yes. And when I remember that, I can get through 20 minutes on Instagram. No, I, I, I feel it. <laughs> Longer yeah. than me. Oh, I remember the thought I was going to say. It was that um, deep down inside, the ego doesn't real doesn't really believe that they exist. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> they try, they throw these arrows and hoping to hit something uh-huh. and get a, a begging people yeah. to get a bite so that they know. And the only time they know they, they actually exist is when they are engaging with someone. That's right. You know? Uh, so, uh, you know, if you don't engage with them, that's actually the worst thing you could do for them. Right. Because even Starts a negative it. engagement is still engagement. It's still engagement. Right. You'll see on some of the kids that come from me, 11, 12, 13 <laughs> years old, <laughs> all private. But what you what? can see, they're all private accounts because uh-huh. their mother is still looking at their account. So uh-huh. what you can see in the bio is blocked by RuPaul on uh-huh. this date, blocked by Kati on this mm-hmm. date. So they come at you with hate to get acknowledged through blocking. Yes. Them. You know, they yes. say kids that are abused and in foster homes, they would rather be abused physically than ignored. 
And that's a Munchausen. Yes. Neglect is worse on the psyche than physical abuse because at least you exist. Yes. At least you know I'm here. You're giving me something. I am on my try. My amygdala is telling me I still am not invisible. Yeah. All right. The special on Netflix is called Can I Touch It? Whitney Cummings. We're going to go to a commercial. Be right back after this. You know, our parents, God bless them, really didn't arm us with the sort of survival processing tools that we all need. You know, and that's where, you know, you can seek out professional help to really help you solidify and navigate some of life's harder issues. That's why my therapist has been so brilliant for me these past 20 years. I've been seeing her for 20 years. Do you believe that? Yeah, no, I totally believe. I started therapy when I was 16. I think it's just lovely. And I want everybody out there to have that opportunity. That's why Talkspace is such a brilliant, brilliant app. Exactly. Because you can't imagine fitting anything else into your life. Your mental health is the number one thing. Going with your body health is your mental health. They go hand in hand. With Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message, a text, an email, whatever. It's all there with Talkspace. You can get something off your chest whenever you need to. You can talk about, I don't know, everyday challenges at work, or even if you just want somebody to help me help you what am I going to, how am I going to feed my family tonight and also do this and also do that? Yeah. It's that easy. It doesn't have to be stressful. It doesn't have to be any of this stuff because Talkspace is right there at the tip of your fingers. All you need is a computer or the Talkspace app. It's that simple. You'll have a designated person for you to talk to who's trained to listen and help you make positive changes. One month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. Best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. Love that. The Talkspace platform is over 3,000 licensed therapists who are all experienced in addressing life challenges that we all we all face. So to match with that perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, make sure you use the offer code RUE to get $65 off your first month. That's RUE and Talkspace.com slash RUE. Squarespace is the place to go if you're going to make yourself a website. Oh my goodness, they make it so easy with their drag and drop platform. Hi. It cannot get any easier than that. And child, you need a website. So where do you go? A website is your calling card, y'all. You're going to go to Squarespace. And when you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code RUE. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. Well, no, Michelle, before Michelle got here with the air conditioner, it's a long story. Uh, the house has two separate air conditioning. Two zones. Units, two zones. Yeah. And so the other one, we didn't have double A batteries for the thermostat. <laughs> so, <laughs> so being the, a boy scout, I asked Whitney if she was a girl scout. She said, no, she liked, uh, I'm not going to repeat what she said. <laughs> I was a girl scout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You need batteries? Well, yeah. Don't <laughs> <laughs> have them. So I thought long and hard where? So I looked in the remotes. They were all triple yes. A. Yes, correct. But I went to um, the My game. Vibe- no, the, no, the game uh, uh, basket and got the double A batteries out of the Ms. buzzer Pac-Man. for Taboo. Mm-hmm. The oh, game Taboo, you know, the very eh. smart. Well, I, that's the Boy Scout training in me. I always Came call out. myself the MacGyver of drag. You know, oh, so it wasn't kicking on. You certainly do. It It wasn't coming on because the bat, the batteries in the thermostat were not. Who knew that thermostats needed batteries? Well, this is an older house. Never would have figured it out. Yeah, this is. I don't know what I thought it ran on. (laughs) Neither do I. Solar? I thought it was. I don't there. In New York, the thermostat we have one of those uh, nest nest Mm. things. Oh yeah. I don't know how that is powered. How is that powered? God. God. Okay. 
have no idea. God powers that. Divine yeah. intervention. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now, Whitney, oh, the, the, um, the, uh, the show is called Can I Touch It? You mm-hmm. know, I get asked to do um, uh, lectures in colleges and I things. Bet. Most of the colleges ones I'll turn down because I don't want yep. to deal with people saying, you can't say that. Mm-hmm. That's and hard. I, and listen, and Michelle and I have talked about this a lot of times. I don't believe in uh, uh, trying to stop someone from wearing a color a headdress or anything. I think you should wear, use all the colors in the crayon box because the intention behind it is not, I'm trying to steal this culture's thing. It's like, Oh, wow, this yeah. is beautiful. It's a I'm celebration. It's a yes. celebration. Yes. Right. Yeah. But intention and impact are no longer separate. They're, they're no longer separate. All we care separate. about Correct. is the impact. Have you ever thought, you know, I can't go out there anymore. I'm going to stop. <sighs> you know. Because you've had success in other areas. Why do you still do stand-up? To me, stand-up is the greatest thrill. I, I would imagine, you know, you what what you, I, we were talking earlier about how what you do is kind of similar. Just that thrill of a live reaction to yeah. me is where the truth is. Mm-hmm. I am so lost psychologically when I am not on stage. Mm-hmm. I never know what's working. I, I'm kind of awkward socially. I, When you're on stage and you tell a joke, it does well or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, and it's the involuntary reaction makes me feel safe. I don't care if, if is what, because to me it's, I never know what the truth is. I grew up in a home with lots of mental illness and alcoholism and you mm. never know what's true. You never know when someone's sober. You never know yeah. what, what's a lie and what's not. And to me, an involuntary reaction, there is just a moment of, okay, yes. I don't care what your reaction was. At least I believe it. Yes. I know where I stand. Yeah. So mm. when I'm on stage, I know where I stand. And yeah. also you just can't deny the just intoxicating adrenaline rush of just sure. making people laugh. You feel seen, you feel heard, you feel, um, you know, cause I just feel crazy when I'm not on stage. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is, and then you get on stage and you say something about your life or share some pain. I got cheated yeah. on and everyone laughs yeah. right. and you're like, we're all in this together. Yeah. It really is the closest thing to what I understand a religion or church or maybe cult to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's just something so wonderful, especially at a time. I think for me, I want to do stand up more than ever now. Cause to me, all I see is us disagreeing. Right. All I see is people fighting. We're nation divided. Vitriol. And I'm like, I can't even, people on the same side don't even agree. No, it's bad. And and then you get in a room and you do stand up or you do drag and we, I don't know how any of these people voted. Mm -hmm. I don't know what any of these people believe. I don't know who they fuck. I know nothing, Mm -hmm. but we are all unifying in this moment, at least for this next hour. We are all on the same team. And Mm -hmm. that is just sort of healing to me. And um, so stand-up's a dream. Colleges, yeah, I've definitely had to go to colleges and they're like, you can't talk about sports because someone just got raped and you can't talk about drugs because someone just overdosed and you can't talk mm, about wow. women because mm-hmm. a woman just got, you know, hate crime. And these are all big mm. things in can't college. Talk about, yeah, can't yeah. talk about race. And you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just do uh, pencils. Let's yeah, talk about airplane it. food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that has yeah. mercury poison. I can't ah. talk about it. And you're just like, oh God. But to me, I always just try to, and maybe this is the make lemonade out of lemons thing, which, you know, I think is, you know, you do too. You guys make dresses out of curtains, and, you sure. know, fashion. For me, I always just try to look at it as an opportunity to be more creative and get more specific and personal or just have to be craftier with the way I talk about a sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. You know, I just have to be smarter. I just have to get more clever and more original. Well, what if you did talk about those things? What's the fear? Is that people would stone you or or burn you at the stake? That's the other thing is what is the worst that's going to happen? You're going to get a bunch of people on Twitter that already didn't like me, even matter at me. I don't know. So in this special, I do talk about, you know, I say something that um, I keep being scared of, uh, you know, because I think a lot of the 
conversation right now is turning into men versus women. Mm-hmm. And that is to me is so unhealthy and yeah. so it's antiquated. So 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a bizarre take. So I think all of us are like, well, no, this is bad men and bad women versus good men and good, you know, this mm-hmm. is good and evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a lot of men, I think, are having trouble understanding the sexual harassment <laughs> stuff because they're like, well, you think all men or some of these women are lying or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. oh no, we never said every woman right. was this or every man was this. Correct. These are case by case, but mm-hmm. that's new is now lost and I do yes. say some I do say in the special does anyone have any friends that think they're feminists but they're actually just assholes uh-huh. <laughs> right. and women in the audience are like oh thank you yeah. you know and there's just like I think some grace and relief enters the room when we're allowed to just talk about the yeah. elephant in the living room I grew up in alcoholic home where you were never allowed to talk about the thing that was right in front of everyone right. you had to pretend it wasn't happening and mm-hmm. that just makes I just drives me nuts I right. just can't handle it so to me like I know there's some things that people are going to be pissed off about. You know, I have a robot come out at the end. Insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so I just sort of lost my mind. I think that, you know, the bar for entertainment is getting higher and higher. Mm-hmm. I blame both of you for some of this. <laughs> um, and with YouTube and how pe- creators can make things without the million velvet it's ropes of Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff you're seeing people just do on YouTube with goo. It's like, yeah. I'm like, as a performer, I got to up my game. Yeah. The days are gone about just telling jokes about a bad date. Right. Those days yeah. are over. Although those are yeah. fun. Yeah. They're fun. They 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 are what they are. Yes. But I just kind of, you're like, now how do I raise my game? This is my fourth Bring special. Bring a robot out. How do I do something so <laughs> memorable? And <gasps> I, I used to want laughs and then I wanted applause and now I want, I want stunning. Yeah, yeah. I want shock and awe. It's so hard to be shocked anymore. We've all gone numb. Well, but you know, I love that the unifying factor here is laughter. You know, I grew up in a crazy household with a bunch of hillbillies, and my (laughs) sisters and I, we use laughter. And when we get together, till today, it's all about the laughs, you know, and that is where, that is where we find, we found sanctuary. And we, uh, before Michelle got here, we we're talking about the different levels of consciousness and mm. how uh, sweet, sensitive souls, if you're smart, wind up on don't take any of it seriously and, and laugh, 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 Can't. laugh. So- but also... Uh, that's where the we find sanctuaries in the irreverent. And a lot of times uh, people uh, are not looking at nuance. You mentioned um, nuance being lost. How do we get back there? I don't know. It's wild. And for me, it, you know, like I was just asked to do, I started doing the Comedy Central roasts. Remember mm-hmm. the roasts? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I, I don't think I'm going to do it. And it's someone that I like and... I want, Are they still doing they're them? They're still doing this. Class. I know. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. I just was like, you go in there. I mean, the first one I did was Joan Rivers. Wow. And I said, Joan, you, Joan is so old. Her vagina has a separate entrance for black cocks. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I, I mean. <laughs> I, mean I, <laughs> I, just, I remember it. I don't know if we could do that anymore. Well, you just did. I mean, sorry. I'm canceled. I got canceled. No. I'm done. It's no, over. I'm going we, into retirement. We here are the people that I'm going to go live with Matt Lauer in his basement in the Hamptons. <laughs> Where's Charlie Rose? I'm going to go get a hotel with Roman Polanski. Oh. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. But you, and she laughed. I mean, of yes. course like, she of laughed. Course she, yeah. the, you know, and it was the greatest because when the roast, and you know, Joan was one of my heroes. Yeah. And, uh, it is very weird in a roast to the first time you meet your hero to just start yes. insulting. I mean, yes. my opening joke was for her was, Joan, I loved you in The Wrestler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which is just 
so oh my like, God. Ah! like, and I kept being like, oh, I love right, you. Right. Like, you know, but she was just like, this is what we do. That's yeah. what we do. This is yeah. it. This is yeah. That's entertainment. Right. That's right. This isn't how we behave behind when the cameras aren't rolling. Anything yeah. for the joke, yes. anything for That's the right. laugh, any, cause laugh is medicine. That's we it. are d- delivering medicine to these people. That's yeah. right. It's a safe space. In fact, you know, That's right. I was asked to roast uh, Whoopi Goldberg at that infamous Friars roast. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. That, but, and you know what it was? And I don't know this for sure. So don't, but uh, the word had it that it was Montel Williams who went out and told the newspaper of what happened in there. Now the whole- Because it's po- supposed to be private. It, the, the whole Without the black idea. Face? Yes, yes, the blackface. Yes. With Ted Danson doing blackface. Yeah. And they were dating, actually they had they just split up. Yeah. They had been together for a long a, time. A long time. Yeah. And at the moment of the roast, they had split up, but they were still friends. And he mm-hmm. came in blackface. But the whole point of the Friars Club is to have a, a free zone. A, right. a, a You know, a zone where- Nothing is off limits, mm-hmm. and that's the that's, that's what right. it is. Now, trying to describe. And under- let me just say for the record, we're not defending blackface. We're just saying well, what I that. Am, but no, you how know. dare you? Uh, don't speak for me. <laughs> You're saying that what that is in that instance was that was a safe zone. It was a safe zone for him to be in there doing what he was planning to do. That probably a lot of people knew. In about. the context yeah. is we're doing the most offensive things possible. Exactly. I did one of the Friars Club's roasts. It was Quentin Tarantino. It was my first roast, and I was on to something with. Brett Ratner, I was ahead of everybody. Uh-huh. I said, Brett, you've fucked so many horrors. You don't have the clap. You have the applause. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, and then I had a, <laughs> oh, there was something of you fucked so many actresses in Hollywood. Backstage, West took out ad space on your taint. <laughs> I just, it was, I, it was for Quentin, but I just went after Brett Ratner. Yes, yes. I just something you about that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. like that fucking guy, uh-huh. and I just went after him. But it used to be you're signing up to see the most offensive. Yes. yes. We That's don't right. believe any of this. That's yes. right. We don't subscribe to it. This yeah. is not our value system. We're going right. to say... You know, I remember Joan Rivers saying to uh, Robin Quivers, uh, uh, what is she? Uh, I saw Robin uh, backstage naked and she looked like a mudslide. I mean, oh it was like, my you God. could never say that oh today. God. <laughs> you couldn't say it. Oh well, but that goes to my earlier yeah, point, which is- Listen to us laughing. Yes. Yes. We're laughing. Yeah, listen, you got two people I know. here These that the, this yeah. is what we love. Well, but that goes to the earlier point, which is, you know, uh, uh, sweet, sensitive souls, which basically all comics are hurt, sweet, That's sensitive right. souls, who, who through, went through that cycle of, of, of recognition and consciousness mm-hmm. that we're talking about, which is, you know, first understanding you were hoax, then being cynical, and, mm-hmm. and then going to the next phase, which is the laughter and not taking any of it seriously. And that's where these laughs come from. It's like, we know this is all, this whole life, everything is an illusion. It's a hoax. So now let's just fucking laugh at it. Do not take it seriously. And what happened is all of these uh, social justice warriors or whoever are focused on the hurt part. They're still in that, you know, this other level. They (laughs) haven't elevated to this next level. The irony though is just like, no one's like, Robin, are you okay? It didn't right. happen to you. Yeah. Right. The yeah. joke wasn't even towards you. No. Yes. It's no one cares about the person it was actually directed towards. <laughs> right. That's right. the crazy part about right. it. How did 
you get insulted by the insult to some, is it about Thank you? you. Right. It's not Thank even about, you. no one's, and it's my therapist. I just don't want to plagiarize her too much, but she said something once where she was just like, I have good news and I have bad news. Like nobody's thinking about you. Right. You know, like we obsess over what people think about yes. us till we realize they're just not. Yeah. They're thinking about you're themselves. Absolutely yep. right. That is so important. That is such important information. But what our ego says is you're a piece of shit in the center of the universe. That's right. <laughs> yes. Which I always love to remember that. It's like, you have such low self-esteem, but all I'm doing is talking about myself. Exactly. So I remember though, I do know after the roasts, you know, Lisa Lampanelli and I would cry. I mean, it, it does take a toll Why? on you after. Well, like sad cry? There are, we would, it's just, it isn't Or a release. There were, because there is stuff that's cut. And yes. I think that, you know, after like four hours, you are a little bit like, okay, I get it. I'm a whore. Uh -huh. uh, okay, uh -huh. I get it. I'm uh -huh. anorexic. I got it. No, I know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, you know, but I think it goes back. You really just made me think about something. It goes back to nothing can hurt. An insult can't hurt you unless you agree with it. Correct. Right, right, right. And right. that is, uh, that is, I'm gonna, I'm making that my screensaver. Yeah. Because back then when I did the roasts, I think I kind of agreed with them. Mm. Uh -huh. So that's when I got hurt. Yeah. Now I feel like I've done enough work for it to be able to. Say that again. Ricochet. An insert can't hurt you. Insult. An insult can. An insert can an hurt insert. you, depending oh, on yes, how big it is. The girth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. An insult can't hurt you if you don't agree with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You sure. know, it's just like, oh, we have a difference of opinion there. You know, so I think that that's just really important. So and then remember. an True. insert can't hurt well, you no, it unless can. you it can. Unless don't huge. agree with. It. <laughs> Unless it's huge. A lot of inserts have not agreed with me in the form of urinary tract infections. <laughs> Correct. And I don't. Just the pH levels disagreed. Correct. Bad I news. love it. All right, we're going to go to a break. We've got Whitney Cummings. We'll be Cummins. right back after this. Cummings. Hey, everybody needs a stylist at this point. You know, oh. I mean, everybody with their, uh, you know, Instagram accounts yep. with, uh, you know, everybody's out there. So you want to look your best. That's where Stitch Fix comes in. Yeah. So all these people tagging this stylist, that stylist, y'all can sign up for Stitch Fix. And when you post your Instagram picture, you can say styled by Stitch Fix. Hey, girl. Hey. It's that easy. Stitch Fix has reinvented how we buy and find clothes. Just answer some basic questions about your sizes, favorite styles, your budget, right from your laptop, your smartphone, or even like an iPad attached. Tablet. Your personal stylist then springs into action. They hand select five brand new clothing items just for you. And I know you're thinking, all right, personal stylist, girl, you bougie. Yeah. No, <laughs> we are all bougie. We yes. can all have a personal stylist. Why not? Yeah. Well, the Sisyphus makes it so easy. Who though. does? Yeah, Sisyphus. <laughs> Stitch Fix Stylist Fee is only $20, which is waived if you keep all five items. And since your personal stylist uses only your preferences to pick your clothes, you are still in complete control. So once your items arrive, you try them on and you only pay for what you keep. If you don't like something or if you need another size, send the items back. No questions asked. And shipping is always free both ways. You have no idea how amazing that is. Get your fix whenever you want or... Sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. We love Stitch Fix, and we know you will, too. Hurry to Stitch Fix. <laughs> I said Stitch Fix. Hurry to StitchFix.com slash Rue to get started now. Keep all five items in your box, and you'll get 25% off of your entire purchase. That's StitchFix.com slash Rue. StitchFix.com slash RU. 
We are back with Whitney Cummings. The special is called, Can I Touch This or That? Touch It. Can I Touch It. Can I Touch It. Michelle, how many times have you said that? Well, sometimes I haven't asked, which has been the problem. <laughs> Ask for forgiveness. Yes. Not yes. permission. Correct. So, now, um, now that Whitney, was a joke. We, earlier we were talking about uh, uh, Michael Patrick King. I know you've seen mm-hmm. episodes of, of AJ and the Queen, and you've worked with Michael Patrick King for how many years? I have. Uh, we uh, did a TV show together. They're called Two Broke Girls. Yes. We, Huge success. Oh, and uh, to, he, Michael is my soulmate. I don't know if he agrees with that, but <laughs> we'll fight about it later. Um, ha, and then I, I have seen AJ and the Queen. I'm going to get uncomfortable and start crying <laughs> if I talk about it because it made me cry four times. The pilot oh, made me cry four times. The pilot. Wow. Minus, I'm already unstable, but this yes. was about the show. Laughed, cried. I truly think it's going to be the biggest thing. I, you know I, what? I think it's gonna be the biggest thing. Even if it isn't, the the experience of doing it has is has absolutely changed my life. And working with him, who is so smart, so That's passionate, right. That's right. so funny, yes. so into it, and he laughs, he cries, he he gets angry, he does it all. He, he has, makes no apology nope. about it. He is doing, he's yep. into life. He's my hero. And I love it. And I have a, a bone to pick with you. What is it? Because on one of on it wasn't the Ivana Pu- Chubbick, I think it was June Rayfiel. Uh-huh. Been yeah. friends. Jones. We said it right. Eight, yeah. Yeah. Been friends eight years. I still get confused uh-huh. sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, actually, didn't introduce her to my fiance at a party recently because I was so afraid of getting it wrong. Just right. ignored her entirely. Here's June. I'm still June. <laughs> you know, June. Yeah. yeah. Um, you said something like, I don't really know how to act. You said, you. I mean, I'm sure you're being facetious, but you're like, my technique is off. There are two specifically emotional scenes in this pilot that are you will win all the awards. Oh my goodness. All oh, the awards. From your lips. lips. All the awards. From not And lips. not fake China gold. <clears throat> right. Yeah, Real yeah. gold. <laughs> Real gold. Not, I, it was I so, was devastated. It was so, thank you. It was so amazing to do that. And uh, Joan Rosenfels, of course, helped me with uh, with everything. But uh, just to know that I wasn't dead inside oh. was just remarkable that the emotions that I had for so many years from life and childhood had just sort of shut off. We're Repressed. Repressed. You are like a raw, it is so raw. It is so funny. I believed every second. Oh, thank you. I was, it, Michael watched me. I was on his floor and I had to go to the bathroom and cry oh. a bunch of times. Oh. Just heartbreaking. Unbelievable. Wow. It's just how did you? How did Everything. you? How did you meet Michael? Michael uh, was <gasps> looking for a partner to write a, TV, a sitcom with, and he was meeting with like random people. He calls it his Scarlett o- O'Hara search, <laughs> and he had read a pilot I wrote that went nowhere. Uh, about I wrote like a curb your enthusiasm type show about how I was best friends with a porn star. <laughs> like uh-huh. when, I, when I first moved here, it was insane. Uh-huh. And I met with him when I met with my. You know Michael, and I'm a fan like yes. he was like a deity to me sex, sex in the, in the city the comeback is yes. my die oh my is my religion yeah so at the time i had 800 dollars total wow and i'm like i'm meeting michael patrick king mm-hmm. so i gotta bring it right and i didn't realize that everybody does this have right. you noticed but i'm sure people do this to you so you probably don't even understand when i when people meet with just me they dress mm. made well J. Crew, uh-huh. Aldo. Uh-huh. Um, and then when I went into pitch meetings with Michael, all of a sudden the same people are in like strappy sandals right. <laughs> with butterflies and chokers and like what, like different per- headbands. And uh-huh. I'm like, people try, I'm like, 
the show's over. You're not getting uh, the job. Carrie uh-huh. is, they cast her. Right. <laughs> like you're not, everyone dresses like Carrie. Uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, try yeah, to, yeah. And I was no exception. Yeah. And so I went to Neiman Marcus, mm-hmm. my first time in Needless Markup, uh-huh. and purchased a pair of Christian Louboutin. They were called Peanut Slides. Wow. They were the cheapest Louboutin I could find. Because <laughs> I just thought if I cr- if he sees that red bottom, yeah. he'll be impressed. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Uh, he'll be impressed. So I'm just going to sit cross-legged and have that red bottom out. <laughs> but I had to return these shoes these i could not keep these shoes right okay i couldn't eat them so i had to return them uh and so what i did was it was on the warner brothers lot he had that Uh office in warner brothers so i it was august it was 105 degrees and i put like tape on the bottoms Uh so that i so that i could walk and then take the tape off and then return the shoes later that day yeah so i get to his and i take the tape off and all the red (laughs) strips strips off with the tape oh so i am Hysterically oh. crying. Oh no! <laughs> Pulling pieces of red off of the tape, trying to get oh, it back no. on the shoe, mm. and I and I go into his office, and I'm so already so flustered. Yeah. Because I, I, now they look fake. Yeah. It looks like yeah, I have yeah, fake glue, yeah. and I actually have real ones. <laughs> and I am now broke. So then I go into his office, and I don't know if he's still in the same office, but when you walk the in, bungalows over, yes, yes. the uh-huh. green, yeah. The tutu from the open of Sex in the City is in glass. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and I almost I almost had a stroke. Right, uh-huh. and then the windbreaker jumpsuit from the comeback yes. uh-huh. is on a mannequin in the corner. I don't need the, to see. I, I don't need to see that. that. Yes, I yeah. don't need to see and that. that. And yeah. so yeah. I'm having a, I full on Bell's palsy. Uh-huh. I cannot talk. And then I go in, and Michael is. Oh, I also. Michael actually recounts the story much better. I decided I was going to wear my most fashionable piece of clothing that I owned, uh-huh. which was a, I guess it only can be described as a suspender vest from, <laughs> <laughs> from Free People. Yes. <laughs> that I got at Buffalo Exchange. Okay, I uh-huh. love. Exchanged it for a pair of seven jeans uh-huh. that I stole. Uh-huh. And it was a, 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 a black suspender vest with a, an ombre tutu. Okay. Okay. I thought Carrie, oh. yes. like he'll love this. Carrie yeah. as a firefighter. As a firefighter. Yes. <laughs> it was like black swan, uh, like uh. sad swan. And then a belt from probably Nine West. Okay. This is my guess. Uh-huh. And I like went in with this get up. <laughs> and you can see right away, he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and Michael, I definitely bombed the first meeting because I was stunned by how funny he was. Oh, I didn't, yeah. re- he was a stand-up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Michael is, but I mean, I don't, I, I hope this isn't my ego talking, but I'm used to being, in a meeting with a, a, like a, the funnier person in the, I'm, you know, yeah. I was like, oh shit, he was so quick yeah. and funny. And he also, I think Michael might have that, um, is it called synesthesia? Huh. Synesthesia? Uh, yes. Where you see in color, you yes. see art in color. Yeah. I heard that when Beyonce and Pharrell collaborate, they're like, more polka dots, oh, a little more plaid. Right. <laughs> Everyone's like, what are they saying? But they know what they're saying. Yeah. And that's how Michael is sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I walked in, and my hero is just in front of me, and he's like, you burnt orange? Uh-huh. And I'm like, I don't understand. What's uh-huh. Is he okay? Uh-huh. Like, I didn't understand what's happening. And he was like, yellow waitress, un- like uniforms, yellow, uh-huh. brick lip. I just, uh-huh. he sees things yeah. before he writes them. So I was just like pretending I knew what he was. I was like, yeah, yeah, the orange. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. And just yes anding. And then I left and I was so insecure that I bombed the meeting that when I left, I said to him, I was like, look, I know I'm not going to get this job, but I would love to come to the table, read and pitch jokes and help punch it up. Wow. And he said, that's 
when he knew I was going to get the job, my self-esteem was just low enough <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be funny. He's like, that's what I knew. Um, and, and who, and he called you, who had, how, how soon after you left that meeting, did you find out that you And got then the I job? went home and I worked my ass off because I was so starstruck when I met him mm-hmm. and so thrown by how funny he was. And I went home and I worked my ass off and I came in with a bunch of ideas and he was talking about, you know, the show is about a girl who has always been broke, who works in a diner in Williamsburg and then a girl who was recently, you know, disgraced and lost all her money, made off style. Mm-hmm. And I went in and I was like, oh, well, she would still have a horse somewhere, yeah. uh-huh. homeless with a horse. And you were like, boom. And then we were just off yeah. to the races. Yeah. It was like we were finishing each other's sentences. Well, so it, It's so interesting. And I, I want to talk about Two Broke Girls. Uh, I was, but I want to say, too, that in the writer's room with him and how he wants to do the thing that the audience, no one in the audience expects. That's and that right. was That's so right. amazing to me. It's like, That's oh, let's try to make that work. How surprise, are we going to make surprise. the most amazing thing happen? Mm. It's like, what? Yes. You know, I love that. At that. the end of that, there's, I don't want to give spoilers away, uh-huh. but there's an end of a scene where the dog licks your co-star's hand and you're uh-huh. like, ah, like, of course. Like, it's just, everything was so surprise, delight, surprise, delight. And yeah. Michael's a genius at yeah. that. So, and, and so, uh, two and a half, no, two and a half Two girls. and a half broke girls. <laughs> Yes, sure. <laughs> yeah, three men and a two and a half broke girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> two broke girls. Two broke girls later <laughs> was a huge, huge success, and so for many years, for six years, yeah. a mm-hmm. huge success. Um, so, what was the first? Uh, extravagance that you spent money on health insurance health insurance that was me I was just like I got bills my mom had a stroke with no insurance my dad Mm. had a stroke with no insurance someone went into rehab so I was just paying medical bills and that honestly to me is what a gift because I never got to do that I was running from debt collectors for so long and I was like I don't want to go to Bloomingdale's I want to just pay this credit card off yeah you know and then but I did buy a I leased a Lexus hybrid Uh car because I never had a car like a good car yeah and some sketchy Jeep Cherokee for a while that I like bought on Craigslist Uh it was very smelled like like chowder Uh and then I uh, Manhattan or New England it was (laughs) (laughs) well which one has more blood in it Um, Manhattan (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, the yeasty one. Yes. <laughs> yeasty New England, uh, bloody yeasty Manhattan. one. Got it. Got it. And so, I remember I was like, I'm going to get a real car that's not going to break down, so that I can actually get to a meeting on time. You know, it kept breaking down. And came so I leased a Lexus hybrid, and I was like, okay, I'm an adult. I put down what five thousand mm. dollars, and then my lease was whatever six hundred dollars a month, and I was it was like, I can actually afford this, and it was this whole deal. First day I got it, went to the gas station, filled it up with diesel fuel. Oh, oh no. no! Oh no! I didn't know. I didn't know anything. It was like what, the green. It was green. Yeah. I was like, oh, this must be like the eco-friendly yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Oh so my I just, goodness. I'm not meant to have nice things. So yeah. yeah. And what happened? Not for me. And then I had to take it. Oh, the dealer. They had to tow it to the dealer, and it was like. Six, Did it not start? Oh, no. No, no, no. I don't know what it would do. Destroyed. Destroyed, Destroyed. yeah. Yeah. So then it had to be (laughs) $6,000 to fix the whole inside. And that was a lease. It was a lease, yes. Uh And then I perpetuated a stereotype. I'm not proud of that. Well, (laughs) now we're going to go to break, but I want to ask you the question that you never want to answer, which is this. Um, You know, know, you're in stand-up, and based on the way you look, which is... By the way, hideous. Um, <laughs> People say I look like you all the time. Yeah, yeah. really? Compliment well, to a compliment me, to insult me. to you. No, it's a compliment. People tell to me that. You know, all the time. Th- You're did stunning. You think, is, has it been a? Um, 
you know, you're quite beautiful. Oh, so to so be a stand-up, uh, has it stood in your way? Have you felt like you've had to overcompensate because, you know, uh, you, you know, you're stunning? That is so kind. And I don't, maybe the good news is that I don't see myself that way. So I haven't put it together. I don't know. I think it's changing a little bit. I think in the beginning, being a woman, no matter what you looked like, was mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. Being a stand-up is hard. Yes, regardless it is. Of oh, what. my God. That's yes. the other thing. When people are like, is it hard being a woman in stand-up? I'm like, it's just hard, period, yeah. for everyone. Yeah. And I don't think that there's echelons of easier and harder and all that. Um, funny's fucking funny. And mm -hmm. after three minutes, you're on your own, mm -hmm. regardless. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that for the longest time, um, it was just hard being a female in general. Like people would go like, are you guys ready for a lady? Uh, and then that was, every <laughs> oh my God. That was like everyone's cue to get yeah. up and go to, then yeah. everyone would get up and go yeah. to the bathroom oh. and you're like, Hey, oh. this next comedian is gorgeous. I'm going to talk out. about uh -huh. vagina. Totally. Are you ready for a comedian? Oh, it's like, uh, so it was like, eh, you know, I think regardless of what I look like, there was going to be all that kind of bullshit. Yeah. And, but again, like full circle to what we were talking about earlier, if you own your shit, yeah. and you're proud of who you are and if you're if I'm thinking about it they're thinking about that's it that's right if I'm insecure they're gonna yeah. get permission to judge me if I'm yeah. judging myself they're gonna take the cue from me on how to behave so yes. if I'm not self-conscious about it I don't think they will be and that's for me to work on and nothing to do with them if yeah. that makes any sense yeah. yeah it does it does we're gonna go to break I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more I'm finding your rhythm which mm -hmm. I'm always interested in comics who find their sweet spot so we've got Whitney Cummings we'll be right back after this I love it when all of our listeners send in mm -hmm. their Squarespace websites. We get a chance to look at what they've done with this fantastic program. You know, Squarespace, with Squarespace, I can speak English. Say it, baby. Want to see me do it? Yeah. Okay. Squarespace Yay! is the place to go when you want to make a website that is wonderful and that really reflects who you are and says what you want it to say. Now, we receive so many great emails at our uh, uh, email address, which yes. is RuPaul Pod podcast at gmail.com. That's RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. And we want to hear from you. We want to see what you've done with this fabulous drag and drop platform at Squarespace creating websites. Uh, we've got a letter here. Michelle's got it. Let's let's read that. This one's from Andy. Uh, says, I recently needed to update my portfolio and decided to give Squarespace a shot using code RU, of course. I found the tool to be incredibly easy to use. Within just a few hours, I had my site built out and even added some bells and whistles like a logo and Favicon. Ooh. I didn't even know what a Favicon was until I used Squarespace. I first met Rue at his candy store pop-up and we chatted for several minutes about market research. So now Rue can see the type of work I do for businesses. My site is andywhitaker.me. That's Whitaker with two T's. The mm -hmm. URL also purchased from Squarespace. I've been on several Rue cruises, even the very first one, and run a RuPaul's Drag Race Fantasy League with about 30 fans. Love what you both do and hope to keep dragging the mainstream. Everybody say love. <laughs> <laughs> I Jeez. think that's fabulous. Hey, listen, you guys, uh, it's just that easy. Andy did it. Yes. And everyone can do it. You know, we get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. When you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan, use the offer code RUE and get 10% off. Thanks again to Squarespace and keep sending in your websites to RuPaulPodcast at gmail.com. That's squarespace.com, offer code RU. Now, I always talk about Lady Bunny when she gets on stage or when she meets people for the first time. Um, she says the most vile things <laughs> you can imagine, and you oh, know how vile yeah. they are. And but somehow she has uh, uh, 
prep them. Mm-hmm. She, something in her rhythm yeah. has allowed them to understand where she's coming from, yeah. and they're not offended by That's it. That's right. I mean, it's really offensive. Oh, but yeah. something she does, it's in the rhythm, the setup, and I've never seen anyone do this so beautifully. Yep. Uh, and it's and it's it's what it what I call you know for a comic to find their rhythm to sort of a, a signal to the audience um, yeah. what they're going to get and that they're they're safe that's in right. your hands that's right how do you do that when did you know you had found your rhythm as a comic when i was able to stand like this mm-hmm. which i'm standing with my shoulders out mm-hmm. and i think that this is uh, i'm crouching a little this is an apologetic stance like slumped yes. over yeah and i don't think we you know and i have a story about seeing you on the street mm-hmm. before you knew i saw you on the street mm-hmm. and the way you walk mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if any of you have had the pleasure of just seeing rupaul in the wild mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a trip it's yeah. it's like seeing a panther at the mall uh-huh. you're just like what the fuck is happening yeah. it's like your float you mo- look like you're on a people mover it's like it was on the way to michael patrick king's birthday party and i pulled up and you were in all white crisp white <laughs> with a bag on, on a cartier red bag there it could have been this one floating down the street uh-huh. on sunset in front of cat and fiddle <laughs> Imagine it was like the most bizarre. It was like a flamingo yeah. moving through an oil spill, yes. like with no concept of what was happening. And um, and to me, it's about your pr- what level of pride do you have in your posture mm. and in the energy that you're emanating, mm-hmm. you know. And I think you can say whatever you need to say as long as you have pride and you mean what you're saying and what you're not. Tr- you're not going. But do you like me now? Right. But is this good? Yeah. And do you think this is good? Because right. I, I, I decide how I feel based on how you feel about me. Exactly. So to <clears throat> me, I didn't understand. And this is why videoing myself was helpful. I realized that when I got on stage, I made myself smaller. Ah. And I didn't realize I was doing it. We do it in meetings. We do it in conversations. I mean, just observing myself in in my apologetic body language, just when I'm talking to different people, I would even notice. if yeah. I if Because I can sense a narcissist a million miles away. Yeah. Borderline personality, narcissist, egomaniac. I make myself smaller. I start mm-hmm. self-deprecating. I yeah. laugh at all their jokes, even mm-hmm. if they're not funny. Mm-hmm. I get unctuous and desperate. You know, that was like, you know, my whole life for so long. So I think me under, me starting to get to know my own body language and realizing if I do a joke with my shoulders cur- curled over and crouched yeah. versus when I do... A joke with my shoulders out. Yes, it's such a small thing. Yeah, huge. It's and your voice and body language it, yeah. speaks volumes. Everything. Huge. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you've you've had a whole conversation with the audience before you open your mouth. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. So also when I stopped rushing when I got on stage, I used to get on stage and go, okay, and I put my water down and I grab the mic and I go, where are you from? You know, and I'm like, oh, I need the sound. Give me the sound. Like we're such addicts for the fucking sound. Yeah. And Sebastian Maniscalco is an artist at this. Um, For anyone who's a performer watching him, he gets on stage and he takes his fucking, it's like two minutes of silence Mm. before he takes, you know, the energy of the room, takes control, and you're giving them this sort of uh, tacit message of I am the boss. You are here to be entertained. You are in my care and I got this. Yeah. And we forget how powerful silence is because I always think stand-up's about talking. Performing is about the noise you're making, right? Mm-hmm. not about the absence of noise. So it took mm-hmm. me a long time to realize so much of being good at stand-up is what you're not saying. Right. Well, you know, there's a whole generation I mean, who grew up with the, the self-help books who understand body language and understand how you can own your existence. And you don't give that away to someone else. And a lot of times when I, I hear young women speak, and these are young women who believe in the Me Too and, the, and this and that and all of that, mm-hmm. but they speak with the 
question mark inflection. Uh-huh. Huge. And it's and every time you say something with a question mark inflection, uh-huh. you're asking permission Huge. from the other person, which is the opposite of yeah. owning your presence. Yes. How do we Huge. how do we fix that if it's fixable? I don't know if it's I fixable. I want to be a lawyer, I think. Like <laughs> what? Are you? Do you want to be a lawyer? What is, is happening? Fixable? Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. so wild. Yeah, say it. Put a period on the end of the sen- uh, sentence. But I think we are so afraid of silence. We are so. We. we I mean, have to f- just fill in the v- any silence. We panic. You know, yeah. Howard Stern is a genius at at that and being. You know, growing growing up on him, him being my yeah. radio hero. Listening to him, there are so many times where radio people, because we're coached to just cram every second yeah. in with mm-hmm. something, yeah. noise, whatever it is, it's got to be filled or else it's dead air. Yeah, he's and the you're lying, king, right? Co- yeah, correct. Yes, but he's the king of taking pauses between shit, mm-hmm. long pauses where he'll say something and it's silence, mm-hmm. silence, mm-hmm. silence. Robin's not laughing. Fred's not saying anything. He's silent. So he's mm-hmm. just like waiting, and then he comes in. He's the king of it, mm-hmm. and there's an art to it. And there's a magic to it. And there's a power in it. And I think he gets incredible things out of his guests because they feel the need to share something, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because you think- In that empty space. Yes, because Mm -hmm. you're like, he's bored or he's whatever. And you're just like, I love anal. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? It's the first thing my mind went to. Because you think he's bored or something, you know? Howard is such a Rorschach test for people. It's so wild to see people regress- to being five and being so desperate to please him Uh because he is such a, you know, huge presence in so many people's lives. It's also 6 a.m. And, you know, you just Uh want so badly to impress him. Every time I go in there, I admit something that I should not admit. Um, I um, leave and I have 90 missed calls from a publicist and I'm like, oh, shit, what did I say? All I ever think about when I think about uh, Howard Stern is uh, when he was on uh, regular radio. Terrestrial, yeah. Terrestrial. He had that porn star, I think her name was Aurora something, where... Uh, and they played a clip of her um, uh, giving head, and it sounded like oh, a the duck, duck quacking. Yeah. <laughs> you wah, know that? Wah, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. What was her name? Do you remember? Don't know, but he's been playing that for about 30 years. Oh, really? <laughs> That's oh, really? A, a long one. <laughs> she was on that morning. Oh, was and, she? I, uh, it up. I have a theory about the way Howard interviews. Do you? Do you think that he he does this brilliant thing where he puts the answer in a question? So in order to disagree, you'd have to disagree with him. Uh-huh. You know, he'll be like, you fucked Jack Nicholson, right? <laughs> uh, not did you fuck Jack Nicholson. That way he can get it out of you. In that right. way, you have to actively argue with your hero to debunk. <laughs> like, no, I Howard, you have to yell at someone you respect. So you're just like, ah, fine, I fucked him. Yeah. All right, like you, it, he, he's just such a genius at the way he selects words. Yeah. And he knows just what he's doing. Right, he's wild. Oh, he's fantastic. I'm looking it up for you, Carry Okay, on. so now, um, uh, okay, uh, uh, two and a half broke girls. <laughs> and then um, you had the Whitney show That's on right. NBC. Mm-hmm. And what did you, did you always intend on being in front of the camera as well as behind? Yes, I was, you know, trained in theater <clears throat> when I was a kiddo in DC. Yeah. And I always thought I was going to be a dramatic actress. I think every comedy person does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all think we're going to, you know, do Shakespeare and, you know, Ibsen. And then we're like, oh no, we just yeah. want to make people like, so I thought I was going to just be a serious actress. Then I thought I was going to be a journalist. I really was obsessed with justice and Naomi Wolf and Catherine yeah. Pollard. And wow. I thought yeah. I was going to be like Upton Sinclair, like a muckraker and and unveil and you know injustices and mm-hmm. corruption and i realized the best way to do that is not through you know journal it's comedy yeah that's how we reach people that's right. aurora snow aurora okay. snow is the yes. quacking and that was 2004 
2004. 2004? I think. Okay. It, Where's Aurora now? Like we should so check. Let on. me check. Yeah, you know she's I all right. Want some updates. <laughs> let me Let's check see. on Aurora. Can we Instagram lives? We can join. We can check yeah. on Aurora Snow. And um, and then I tried actually. You know, I grew up in D.C. and I, you know, I thought I was going to be a serious journalist. And I got an internship at a local news station when I was 18 or maybe 19 years old. And they let me have like a shot at the reading the prompter. Uh-huh. It's a big deal. Uh-huh. I used, uh, borrowed some money from my stepmother to go buy a shirt from Thomas Pink oh. to wear. It was yeah. a very big deal. Fancy. And um, and it had just like candy stripes on it. It was the first sign that mm-hmm. I didn't understand <laughs> t- shirts on television. And I was reading, you know, local news is always so sensational. Yeah. It's stuff that's really, but it's always like, is there lead in your drinking water? Yeah. Like, is the lead killing your yeah. unborn baby? Like, it's always. The answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is uh-huh. of course. Uh-huh. And it was a story about a child who had been kidnapped. Mm. And I was reading the prompter and I could not stop making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like his photo came up and I was like, who would want to kidnap him? Like, uh, like I just, it was too sad. <laughs> <laughs> too sad. It was too sad. And I realized I can't talk about serious subject. I can't tolerate this kind of pain. The anesthesia of comedy is yeah. more my speed. Is it your instinct? Because I know a lot of people who are funny, but when it comes to things like tragedies or sadness, do you just go for the joke because you can't handle the pain? I also, Or don't like to face I, the pain? When I... I was my dad died a year and a half ago and I've never laughed harder than at the Really? Wow. wow. It's just, I... What made you laugh? Did you tell jokes? I had a family member that wore shorts uh, <laughs> and who was chewing gum. And I, you just have to, what else are you yeah. going to do? You yeah. know, my, I think it's a self-preservation. It's a yeah. coping mechanism. I'm not saying it's healthy, yeah. but it's just the only yeah, way. It's absurd to wear shorts and chew gum. What do you of, do? Yeah. Just, and then it was, you know, all this awful stuff happened, but you know, my dad, it was, we lost the priest for a million, one of my family members put the funeral on Facebook and people showed up to take pictures of me. And so we had to move the funeral to later. Did I take the pictures? Yes, I did. It became a meet and greet? Uh, it became, it became, oh, became a book signing. my God. And um, I was just like Nashville filter things. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. then we had to move it. We lost it. So we had to kind of improvise a funeral and and we're all telling stories about my dad and none of them like add up. Uh-huh. But it was like, it became very clear that there was lots of, you know, it was like when he was in the Navy, we're like, he wasn't in the <laughs> uh, and like what in his third wife his Name third wife <laughs> who's the third wife like it became yeah. just so ridiculous yeah. you know so and I remember one time a friend of mine was describing his mom had some awful cancer and they had to dig out the face and I was just like I just was like you can't laugh at this you can't right? laugh. fucking but laugh. it's your yeah. instinct yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. and it's it just comes from a place of just not being able to tolerate that level of pain yeah well yes but also we talked about the levels of consciousness where at one point the Mm -hmm. monty python theory is that everything is funny and everything is it's the whole thing is ridiculous yes the, every all of it, and if you can't laugh at it, then fuck it. You what know? Is that? Are we just gonna suffer for? You know, I got really into when my dad passed terror management theory, what which is, is about it's it's very much what the ego is. I just got into the guy's name is Ernest Becker is his name, and I just was like grieving. 
and I I had not not did not have experience with this much grief and I um and it's basically about how humans we are the only animal that is self-aware enough to know we're going to die. Mm-hmm. We know we're dying. Every mm-hmm. day we're dying. We're rotting. And mm-hmm. we could die at any moment. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We're basically mm-hmm. happy Sunday. Should we just go get drunk? <laughs> yeah, totally. Fuck That's it. what else is there. Yeah. So we're basically giant trash bags full of blood that, you yeah. know, and we're superficially at the top of the food chain. Like mm-hmm. animals are in zoos, but if, you know, we're kind of cheating. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. If they were yeah. loose, we'd be we'd gone. Be de- yeah. 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 So we kind of know that we're on thin ice here mm-hmm. and we have to get things and accomplishments and awards to have a sense of meaning and longevity, like an immortality, mm-hmm. you know? So it's part of the reason that just drives us to do shit constantly and part of why we have a hard time not taking ourselves so seriously because we know we're going to die. But it's it's just an interesting theory that I got kind of yeah. yeah. The more things people need, usually the more scared they are. We're just right. we know we're gonna die. Yeah. Do, do, would your father have appreciated the laughter and the yes. shorts? At My the, dad is the funniest. Who would the play? Funniest. Who would have played him? Dan. He looked like Dan Aykroyd uh-huh. and used to sign autographs when I was a kid. <laughs> Shut up. And I didn't. I thought he was Dan Aykroyd till I was like twelve. Shut up. Swear to God, he looks exactly <laughs> like Dan Aykroyd. And we used to watch like Coneheads, and I'd be like, Dad, like he and he was he was such <laughs> of a, all the movies. You should watch Coneheads, Whitney. Blues Brothers. Okay. Watch them all. But he would, so true. He would, like, which is kind of a good bit now that uh-huh. I'm an adult. It's right. it's great. We lied to our kids about Santa Claus and we were talking about this, yeah. but he used to be like, yeah, that's me. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> so funny. And then everything to my dad was an opportunity for comedy. Sure. And it was, he used to pick me up from school, usually a couple hours late. It's like, not, it did. But he. <laughs> Hence the alcohol. I would have already, I would have already walking home, and he'd be like, "Hey, jump in!" I'd be like, "Fuck you." So, but his whole thing was he would always deliver a show when he did show up. Yes. So he, our favorite movie was Three Amigos. And do you remember the scene in Three Amigos where Martin, uh, uh, Steve Martin is standing on the billboard and he's um, going, look up here, look up here. Remember? <laughs> look up, look up. And they don't, and uh, Chevy Chase and um, Martin Short. And then finally he's like, hey guys, you know, it's like now you're like, okay. But he would sit behind a car while I was like in my school uniform, like, and he'd just be like, look up here, look up here. And, um, it was just always, the, but he all oh, you had to be laughing all the time. So I yeah. learned, I definitely learned. I that. love that. Now, I couldn't make it through the three amigos. In yeah, fact, yeah. on Golden Girls, <laughs> they've made it a punchline several times. On the where bad they say, movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, as a bad movie. Because uh, uh, <laughs> Sophia says, oh my God, the three amigos. Oh, what a turkey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could, and I remember, I remember yeah. how, how awful, if you've seen it, Three Amigos, lately. Could be worse, it could I, be Three Amigos. That's true, yeah. I mean, it does feel like uh, it, it could maybe go down, and me too. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember much about, we had like, these were the days of Blockbuster, uh-huh. where we had like three videos, and we couldn't return them because the late fees were too, yes. so we had nice. like, we had Three Amigos, we had Outrageous Fortune. Oh, I love that one. And we had, what was the Lily Tomlin, Bette Midler one? Uh, oh, uh, uh, Big Business. Big Business. Yeah. We had three movies and we would just watch the same three movies oh. and Three's Company we would watch. Yeah, oh, B- Big great. Business is fabulous. Great. Fabulous great. movie. Outrageous I think Fortune taste also. has changed over the years. Yes, though. for sure. Yeah. I used to think Walk Like a Man with Howie Mandel was the funniest movie. Really? Wow. I left my yeah. ass off on that. Yeah. yeah. He was Bobo. Uh-huh. That was his character. That's what I remember. Some of these movies hold up, some don't. So yeah. You know what does? Uh. John Hughes movies hold up. Yep. Uh-huh. Watched She Devil the other day. Uh huh. No, I was delighted. Oh, you were. Okay. I, well, I mean, it was you know, it, yeah. it was just what. It it's was, actually a great movie. It's kind of it, great. Yeah. Susan Seidelman. Susan Seidelman, who, who did, uh, directed it. Yeah. Oh. Who did um, the thoroughly S- modern Desperate. Millie? 
desperately seeking Susan. Susan. Yes, yes. yes. Susan Titleman. Satan Susan. Yes, yeah, yeah. The, oh, uh, the funniest thing is when uh, Meryl Streep's character gets angry and she jumps on the bed. And I haven't seen this in twenty seven right, right, years. Right, right, yes. And she wiggles her butt. That's right, right. It's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I actually watched it because of you. Really? Yep. Because I saw you at a, a play produced by Lee Daniels called Ain't No Mo. Right. Yes. And you walked in. And I, I tried to ignore you because uh-huh. I, I was too scared uh-huh. to talk to you. And you were wearing a, what could only be described as salmon sorbet colored suit. Ooh, uh-huh. salmon sorbet sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Yum. Almost as good as the bloody chowder. <laughs> you paired the salmon suit with a dusty lilac. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. And nice I, color combo. I audibly gasped. Yeah. <laughs> Understood. So much so, my fiance elbowed me because it was, I had an orgasm in the middle. I was like, oh my God. Oh God. I was stunned. It was, uh, it was so beautiful because that color, con- I mean, like yeah. yellow, I mean, orange and it makes no sense. Purple. Yeah, yeah. It's like, who would have yeah. thought that it's up? It's like the yeah. Clippers. Yeah. Right. It yeah. doesn't, it's a bad combo. <laughs> and then it was so beautiful. And I, the next morning, my neck, I, I, I said to my fiance, I was like, something, I think I pulled something in my neck. And he was like, yeah, because you were ogling RuPaul's <laughs> suit. And I and I remember the scene where Goldie Hawn's head turns around yeah. and she yeah. devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's yeah. what I was doing because I was staring at you for so long. And yeah. I was like, we should watch that movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's full circle. You know, I it's love so that. it's so funny, uh, uh, you know, how the our lives are put together by these moments, like, almost like gifs, these moments, yeah. like, you know, father's over here, look up here, look, look up here. here. Yeah. Or, you know, seeing someone uh, on the street or movies and things like that. It's interesting. You know, here you are, you're at the top of your game right now, success as a writer, as an actor, as a stand-up comic. What is left for you to do? I know you're getting married. I am. Is your first marriage? My first marriage. Is it coming up? That I know of. The I wedding? don't know. We got engaged and I haven't, but planning a wedding is like a full-time job. Well, you know, it is a full-time I job. I, I've learned, uh, actually, George and I got married in this very room. Here, oh. I've learned that if you have the wedding ceremony I as a, I did. I was yeah, like, over I there. Tried to yes. It. <laughs> no, I actually was like, I wonder if you'd rent this out. I was, I was scouting it. I literally was like, I think that like we could fit. I have. You say your thing, and I have a tip too. Well, my thing is that if you get you make the ceremony small, like you can do it mm. in an afternoon, do that, and then have the party, party. someplace else. Yep. What screws people up is that they try to put the two together, and the logistics are it's a night. Nightmare to get all, move all these people here first uh-huh. and then get them over here mm-hmm. and it's just too much. You know, you should 100% do it in the same place like I did. I got married on a cruise ship in New York City. Oh, that's genius. But yeah, and then we just went away for the weekend. Whoever wanted to come came. It was just a weekend. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't the point. The point is do not spend your life's earnings I on can't. your wedding. Do not do it. Do not spend fifteen thousand dollars on a wedding hate dress. It's gonna make us hate. It's gonna, I don't, I think it's gonna tear us apart. I'm telling <laughs> you. Resent him. Yeah, I even right. tell my own daughters. When you get married, do what Rue did. Go to Justice of Peace. Have nobody, just you and him, and yes. maybe your right. whoever's left in your family that yeah. you want there. And then you, you have. You're I'm the there. Uh-huh. I'm there. I'm there. We're twins. That's true. Then have a party. That's a party. So Don't smart. make it a wedding reception. Right. Don't have a buffet. Yeah. 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 Like just have a party. Right. Yeah. You can have a bar. So have great smart. music. The same day. 
Yeah, you don't have to. I don't even know how this doesn't works. have to be the same day. Doesn't yeah. have to be yeah. the same day. But if you all want my friends to. are comedians. They work on the weekends. Like right. I'm like we. I have Tuesday to do it on, night. I totally. I have to do it like a Monday at Lucky Strike. No, do it as a Sunday afternoon at two two o'clock and have food like a brunch. Yeah. Two o'clock in the uh, afternoon. Then kids can come if they if they have kids. Uh, you know, and it's easy. You know what's a great place? Tell me. Is um, La Boheme down there? On, yes, I love yes. that place. I've been yeah. on many a bad Tinder date there. Yeah, but well, yes, there you I go. Love it. That is, and, and and it's an open space, and they have good parking, and it's everybody knows where it is. Greystone Manor. Yes, yes. That I thought. I'm sure that's expensive. It's but very expensive. Anything that says Manor. That's a good point. Yeah, Whitney, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Greystone. Yeah. Paid to post. I could post. I will be live streaming my entire saying, wedding for my. Yeah, that's good. fine. Yeah, I'm just good. saying that so, so. I hate to sound bitter, but so You're much not. money it's is true. wasted. <laughs> money is freedom. Money it's wasted. Save it. You could save it and have a fun party yeah. that you don't have to have anything saying manner. Yeah. Just enjoy yourself. Bring right. in a just. I could. Yeah. I'm just. By the way, White Castle is a castle. It is a castle. That counts. No. Okay. So no castle. Bring somebody in. Do it. Have your party, and you're done. Because it's really about the the celebration of you two joining you I've seen so many brides miserable at their own wedding yep. yeah and yeah. it's just so unfortunate yep. yeah it's like why but and you know what my wedding my wedding gown will fit you so you can absolutely yes, thank you please oh my yeah. I'm not I'm it not will absolutely fit you. I'm like not a size joking. Two and I had big tits. It'll fit you. Yeah. I will follow when, up. When yeah. have you guys set a date no. for this? No, good, good. Nothing. That's a good thing. So, so you're still in a position where you can you can take our advice. Yes. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. I just I don't. Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, it's tomorrow. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I just don't want anyone to have to spend money. No. I don't want anyone to have to travel anywhere. Right, I right. just want to it to be easy on my. But I do have so many friends that I want to meet. Yeah. yeah but that, is all your family in D.C. or they? All here? my family's in rehab or. Okay. Yeah, well, there you right. go. Yeah, yeah. Not the travel yeah. it's anyway. gonna be a Betty Ford. Yeah, uh, so I, I hope they have it. It's lovely. Promises yeah. isn't good. We're it's making Malibu. We're making promises to each other. It works. Yay. It's all part it's of the a brand. Double no yeah. broken promises. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> that would be my drag name. By I way. love. Oh, that's, that's good. I love. That's a good one. Yeah. So, so you guys are going to get married, and mm-hmm. you don't have a date yet. But I, I believe, and this is for everybody listening. If you separate the two, if you have the ceremony as something small and intimate, just love it. actually it was five of us here. It was Alicia who works on our who show, married you. who married yeah. us. Alicia's husband Ed, who also works with us. Their kid. Their kid, and George and I. And we got married in our pajamas, right? And Literally by spot. yourself. You don't yeah. need it. Girl, you go to Justin's piece and you're already officially married. Yeah. yeah. Then you just have a party to celebrate. celebrate. And then you did yeah. a honeymoon afterwards? Yeah, honeymoon, whatever. You can yeah, do a honeymoon yeah, yeah, whenever yeah, yeah. you want. Yeah. Any trip you can call it. Right? Honeymoon. That's so true yeah. a year yeah. later. Go ahead, have it at yeah. the comedy store. You can have it anywhere. Have yeah. your wedding anywhere. That's why yeah. I'll have my divorce. Have right. Yeah, at the comedy <laughs> store. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah. You can and do it anywhere. What is the secret to a marriage working? Well, George and I live in separate states. Oh, Okay, that's and not going to work. That <laughs> has really helped. Yeah, a lot. well, my my guy is in Europe half the time. Okay, because I know my I'm good in small doses. Uh. <laughs> that's what the nickname I call my. It's, I'm small doses. If I see you two weeks a month, I'm yeah. the perfect wife. Yeah, so I've yeah. been with mine for 22 years. Wow. Uh-huh. And the secret is, I don't want to say communication, but everybody knows communication yeah. is important. Yes. I, I swear to God, I'm in Europe half the year. Mm-hmm. The most important thing is to have your time by yourself. And he has his time by himself. Right. And then you have time together. And I think you, you're basically saying the same thing with you, with George living in another house. It, I can't be too much together. There's some yeah. stuff you just yes. shouldn't see. Yeah, that's like true. Just, yeah. yeah. Separate bathrooms if you can do. Oh, yep. when oh we have, are in separate. Great. We got, just got a house where we're basically, my whole thing is I will be very good at getting married as long as I feel single. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I mean. You time. I just have to feel like I'm alone. That's correct. <laughs> and I'll be fine. I do what you want. Yeah. Let him do what he wants. Yes. Come together, fuck, eat dinner. Bye. That's right. Yeah. yeah. We have yeah. a shared calendar so he knows where I am and he, he has the little fine friends thing uh-huh. so he always knows where I am. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. what are you doing in Reseda? I'm like, none of your business. <laughs> Bye. And it's perfect. <laughs> like, I can't, I just can't, you know. That's no, that, that's true. You know, George and I can spend a lot of time together. We, inseparable, 24 hours. Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, we go up, we go apart. and Keeps we, it yeah. hot. It keeps it hot. And, it you know, he's, um, uh, I see him all the time. He's here every three weeks or something. And when we do travel, we do get a, a hotel suite that has... Uh, a bedroom for him yep. and a bedroom for me because he, he wants his separate keep stuff. Keep the mystery. Yeah. Keep a little mystery. Keep yeah. it enigmatic. Yeah. Now, now you've you've made a, a career out of talking about your family and some of the the uh, hard heartbreak of of family life and where you come from. Mm-hmm. Are there other people in your family who are funny like you? Your uh, brothers and sisters. Everyone. Everyone. Uh-huh is funny I feel and I also am very big on chosen family like you know we get to choose our family and blood is what it is yeah and um uh yes my uh aunts I have two aunts in Roanoke Virginia who Mm. are hysterical Uh they're like Laverne and Shirley or something they have you know grew up on a farm one of my aunts has 15 dogs and eight cats I love her and she just has inflatable furniture in the house (laughs) Because she knows it's going to get dirty and lawn furniture in the house. And she has a horse that comes up on the porch. And she's just, I remember uh, we used to um, dry my hair over the, did you ever see those heaters that were on the floor? There's no way they're legal now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, they're <clears throat> giant square heaters on the floor. Well, it's just a vent like a that, that, right. that comes, yeah. the heat comes up from there. It's a huge yeah. vent. And she yeah. used to put, you know, after a shower, she put my head over it and pretend she was killing me. You know, it was <laughs> fun. fun. We always had fun. And you know, uh, dark humor. I remember I always had head lice as a kid. Oh, oh dear. Something about me. I always had head lice. So she made me, uh, she cut my hair on purpose as like a Romanian, you know, did this little, and they used to make fun. So she wouldn't cut my hair <laughs> good on purpose. You know, so that's she, hilarious. It's always the laugh is the only thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. At, funny at all costs. Now you look like the actress Jennifer Jones. Do you know who that is? Jennifer, Jennifer Jones that used to be married to, to the, Wait, the she, hockey player Wayne no, Stallone? No, no, that's Jennifer something else. That's Jennifer, Jennifer Jones was the story of Bernadette. She was Googling. she was Isn't the, she in Flash? No, I'm, no, no, you're no. That, that's Jennifer Jones right there. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, she was married to Norton like Simon. Stockard Channing a little. Well, in that picture, that's a drawing he's showing you right there. That's uh, is that Wait, get a better picture of Jennifer really? Jones. Oh, Where's Jennifer? Oh, there she is. See oh, well, that one there? That's the that's the uh, the song of Bernadette. She was nominated for lots. Of, she's a child there, but there are pictures of her a little. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was thinking of Cynthia Rhodes. I was close. Cynthia Rhodes, oh. right? Uh, Jennifer Jones. Those aren't good pictures of her. You look yeah, her I'll up. You look her up later. Uh, and actually, that one over there um, to the right. That one there. So you oh, could see it there. Yes, I do. You have see a, that? that? You know what? Look, you Michelle. Exactly look at that. Right. That's Jennifer Jones right wow. there. And it's she, also Elizabeth Taylor in there. She too. well, yeah. That's that that look of of those the, film then, stars. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So nice. I've got those nostrils. Wait, who do you look like in your family? Um, I look like my dad. And my aunt Lisa Dan Aykroyd. And my dad, I look. I am. I mean, Dan I am Aykroyd basically the and... female Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> do you want to know the craziest thing on the planet? What we do? You ever do you have anyone that looks exactly like you? You know, 
Well, Ben De La Creme and Michelle are doppelgangers. You know, gamers. I'll tell you who I've always been. I have a doppelganger to. for me in Portland for me, but you oh, and I kind of look alike. Business. So maybe it's wild because everyone's got a clone somewhere. Sure, yeah. But if you're not famous, you'll never find out. Yeah. And there is a girl in Portland who looks exactly like me. It is so wild. Is she in show business? She's not. She's a Pilates instructor. And somebody, <laughs> I swear to God, somebody, I was on stage one night and I was like taking a drink between, you know, taking a break. Yeah. And someone went, my friend looks like you. And I was uh -huh. like, okay, here we go. Uh -huh. Bring her up here. Uh -huh. And that is her. Oh my God. Oh yes. I see it. It's, it's, Look at that. But we have the same smile. Yeah. We have the you same totally everything. Can see it. So I yeah. know like actual people I look exactly yeah. like. People think I look like June Raphael. We get, we get conflated a lot. Oh, I can yeah. understand yeah. that. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's yeah. just the hair color. If it wasn't, if you were blonde. You That's right. She used to be brunette. Did she? She was brunette. Right, yes, she does. Yeah, I could see that. She's changed. Yeah, yes. She's trying to, she's running from the law. Yes. And then, uh, uh, yeah, but I've always thought I look like uh, Dave Chappell. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. You think you look like Dave Chappelle? I think I look like Which Dave like Chappelle. A lighter skinned Dave Chappelle? Am I, we different colors? Yeah, you he's think? darker than well, you. Well, look at his darker? mirrors. They're all smoky. I mean, how would he <laughs> know it's smoky mirrors here? <laughs> I was going to say. I think if you have no gonna, idea what you look like. I have no idea what I look like. No, zero. <laughs> Let me what, see. What, is this is uh, your doppelganger, Michelle? That's no, Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's Dave Chappelle. Oh, yeah, I guess I don't really look like him, I guess. Bald, bald head. Bald, bald head. I've had. I've seen pictures of Jodie Messina, the country singer. Oh yeah, Jodie Messina. When I, I like Jessica Biel. See her, not Beals, Biola. Uh -huh. You. You. No, you. Jessica, Jessica Biel, you look like Jessica Biel. I Beale. think you, well, we're, we look at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's on first? Yeah, Jessica exactly. Biel, the who, what, the who? Justin Timberlake's wife, Just, Jessica Biel. Oh. Biela. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, seventh Heaven. Yes, Seven Heaven. Tiny yeah. Gilborn. Yeah, I don't know, yes. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, never heard that. The no. mouth, yeah. Really? Yes. Oh, those, that's a plastic surgeon's work. Uh, her mouth is uh, My lips. surgically enhanced. A plus. Thank yes. you. A plus. Yeah. Thank uh -huh. you. <laughs> but I've never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, Jodie Messina, I've heard, and um, uh, there's a girl. <gasps> Do you remember Claire Forlani? Yes. Remember? From Meet Joe Black? Yes. Yes. You have yeah. a little Claire Forlani. Oh, my God. These are all great. Yes. I've always gotten Celine Dion. <laughs> What, what's wrong with Celine Dion? Mm, not Michelle? who I, I know. I usually get Steve Buscemi. So. Uh, oh, stop it! <laughs> tricky lighting. No, there's one. Um, there's somebody else too, and I. Oh, Juliette Binoche a little. Oh, just just keep them coming. Uh, yeah, no, right? I know your mouth coming. and your bone structure is unbelievable. Yes, yeah, amazing. Keep it coming. All right, so now um, uh, you've got this special that's yeah? streaming on Netflix. This is your fourth special. Fourth special. Yes. Yeah. Do you ever watch them? No. You never watched. Oh them. God, no! It was so mortifying. I guess uh, my first special, which I did when I was 27, was wow. bought by Netflix. So it's my first special from 10 years ago. And everyone's like, love the new special. I'm like, oh, God, uh -huh. it's like a sex tape or something. Uh -huh. And you look back at, you know, you're being a stand up the, for your first special. And you're like, oh, God, I'm like yelling. And yeah. just I'm like, men and women are different. <laughs> you know, just like, oh, God. <laughs> so I, I can't watch old specials because all I see is things I want to change and punch up. But you, yeah. it's like looking at a picture of yourself with bad hair yeah. from 10 years ago. We have to just be endeared by it and just be proud of yeah. it. Yeah. But that's what we were talking about earlier is, is, is some, somehow reconciling reconciling in your life, and I think everybody, if you're doing the work, you can achieve this, is um, um, finding a space in your consciousness where everything is just fine. Yes. I mean, even seeing, seeing myself on uh, television or something, there's a, there's a place I 
I can live yeah. where it's okay and I can yes. be objective and it's kind. Of, there are things I haven't seen. Like I, I still haven't seen the Grace and Frankie that I did. Oh, so cute. Really? I haven't seen that. And there's something. Oh, and I haven't seen this movie I did uh, for Netflix called Someone Great. Someone oh, Great. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Gina Rodriguez. Uh, yes, Gina Rodriguez. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really cute. I want, oh, I, want I will see, see it. I didn't know you were. I will see it. The movie I in general is really good. Yeah. And what is it? That. Is it a fear or is it just I'm not a version? No, it's, um, um, what is it? Uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. And yeah, that's I it. think it's more. I think that's that. kind of healthy. Yeah. Is it? I don't yeah. sit there I don't watch know. things that I hate watching myself. I uh. think it makes, for me, I don't ever look at playback of myself if I'm acting in something, mm-hmm. even if I'm directing it, because I know I'll be like this dimple and mm. this thing and this and that. Mm-hmm. And you're still young, honey. Wait. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. wait. I just, I know that I'll be thinking about my chin and while mm. I'm acting. So I try to not look at myself too much because I'm not a fair judge of my yeah. work. None of us are. But work. I think that, and this is the point, is I think there is a, is there a time when you can get to that place where you can, even on stage yeah. or whatever, where you can separate you from yourself. And I think uh, one healthy mm. place for each human alive, whether you're mm. in show business or not, is be able to see yourself from outside of yourself. Yeah. To, uh, to actually yes. uh, uh, sort of examine the choices, the psychological choices you make mm-hmm. and the reason behind them. Interesting. You know? And I think that's, that is the place we're all heading. And I think that we talked about those different levels of consciousness, you know, going to the place where you don't take it so seriously. That's another level of mm-hmm. seeing yourself as a construct. That's right. That's right. You know? And, you know, that's so interesting to be able to objectify yourself in a way. Yeah. They also say that if we saw ourselves on the street, we wouldn't recognize ourselves. Wow. That's that... how dysmorphic we are about what we look like. Wow. And also we don't see each other as, we don't see ourselves as other people see Correct. us. Because we can only see ourselves in, in the mirrors mirror. and it's backwards. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's just a wild sort of, I just, I, I took some mirrors out of my house. I'm trying to, and just with the phone and the selfies and the Instagram, mm-hmm. I'm trying to just kind of take the focus off myself because I know how my brain works and I, I get think a, that's right. Smart. It's just, I get a little too, what's that? What's that? What's happening? Yeah. It's right. just like, ugh. No well, you know, shit. my thing, and everybody listens to this podcast knows my, my, Current thing is just, I have to recognize my, it sounds so cliche and it's embarrassing to say it, but I have to recognize my inner child at all times because whenever I am not focused on it or Mm -hmm. looking after Mm it, it wreaks habit and try and and start saying, hey, hey, what about me, buddy? You know, so I have to constantly have to train myself at all times to focus on it. Have you ever had your inner child as your screensaver? I have, I used to have a photo of myself at five as my screensaver. I needed to literally th- treat myself like a, I to like remember to eat. Yes. Like I, my big thing is you have to treat yourself as you would a five year old child. Because you were taught how to treat Dep- your child by people Dep- who may not have known how I to. T- I got bad, a b- bad blueprint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like you don't eat and you're this and you have tantrums and you just get hungry until you lose it and you don't sleep and you, you know, but it's wild how you would never treat a five-year-old Ooh. the way you treat yourself an adult as an no. adult. No. So Isn't that's that my real? cheat. That's my yeah. cheat. Yeah. I would never let a kid go to bed at two in the morning and only drink Diet Coke all day and right. I would never do that. Yeah. So it's Good the idea. only way I can... Well, that's this one of the things we were talking about aging and the queen. And I, I started on this. And listen, I'm not I'm no stranger to inner child stuff. I'm, I grew up in the 60s, 70s, self-help books, all of this stuff. But it was aging and the queen where Michael and I created this show where I'm looking after a 10-year-old. Yep. And it dawned on me yes. way after the fact that, oh, my God. Yes. 
I've got this 10-year-old and uh, I've got to look after this kid. And that's me. Yep. That's me. So I'm going to change my screensaver from Cher and Diana Ross yes. to <laughs> How RuPaul. do I evict one of my daughters? How what? Huh? I have one daughter for a lock screen, one daughter for the other screen. Maybe I can do a double picture of them on one. No, it should be you. That's what I mean. So I yes. can't evict one daughter and not no, the other. No, no, no. Sophie's evict choice. them both. Oh. Evict them both. <laughs> It is Sophie's choice. It is Sophie's choice. But I do, I do, but I think what, and I'm in, you know, a program for codependence and stuff is the best way we can take care of others is to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. And remember that, because if you do have kids one day, your kid's going to learn by your example. Exactly. So if I just, if I eat first, if I go to bed at 10, if I don't drink chemicals and stuff, that's right. right. And they'll go, oh, and I'm in a state where I actually have something to give. That's right. Because my glass is full and it runneth over and I can, you know, be available to them instead of like, oh, fuck you. It'd be an emotional wreck. True. Even even if that glass is filled with slizzup. Scissor. 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 I thought that was going to a semen. Scissor. I think we should just go to Jack Daniels. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay yeah. Now, in closing, uh, the big headline here is uh, the advice that you hear on every airplane ride, which is uh, in the event of an emergency, put the max on your face before, before you put you... the max on your child face. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, And that child is you. That's yeah. right. So there you go. Well, Whitney Cummins. Cummins. <laughs> oh, Cummins. Whitney Cummins. <laughs> The special is called Can I Touch It? It. Can I Touch touch the Two and a Half Broke Girls? (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. That's part two. (laughs) And a half. Well, you know, they're rebooting everything. That is true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Big Bang Girls. Sure, why not? Why not? (laughs) It has been a joy to talk to you. The show is streaming right now Mm. and on Netflix. So so you guys go and take a look at that. And thank you for joining us. It's been an honor. I'm such a fan of the show. I tried to keep it cool. Oh, good. I'm a huge fan. Huge. And Michelle. Yes, my darling. darling, Until next time. Yes, bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.